Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Monday morning. It is the day after Christmas, and that means hitting the road or heading to the airport. And we're getting a cold, hard dose of reality thanks to this winter weather that is not letting up. It is December 26th, and this is today. Deep freeze. Millions of Americans waking up to bitter cold again as the death toll from this weekend's massive winter storm keeps rising. Some New Yorkers digging their way out after that historic blizzard. And there is more snow on the way. It is going to a war zone. We have complete coverage with everything you need to know to stay safe and warm. Home from the holidays with Christmas in the books, another mad rush begins. But airports are backed up this morning after thousands of canceled flights. And it could add to another punishing day of travel. We have just been stuck for, what, a good 18 hours now? We're live with the very latest on what to expect. Breaking news for the first time in years, North Korea sending drones over South Korea, going far enough to reach the capital in Seoul. The South Koreans suspending flights around airports and striking back. We'll tell you where things stand as tensions with Kim Jong-un escalate. Missing the Queen. It was a Christmas filled with firsts for the royal family, with King Charles now leading the way. How they honored Queen Elizabeth, finding comfort in tradition and making new memories to spread some holiday cheer. Those stories plus ready, set, return. It may be the thought that counts, but millions of shoppers are getting ready to bring those unwanted gifts back to the store. And this year, retailers are making it harder to swap out your purchases. We'll tell you the best strategy for getting the full refund and what to know about rules and fees at stores across the country. Today, Monday, December 26th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning and welcome to today. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. Believe it or not, now the day after Christmas. Savannah and Hoda are off for the holiday. You were asking me for the receipt for the gift I gave you. We'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> no, I promise I'm not going to be returning any of your gifts. But uh hope you had a good holiday. Now it's the push to New Year's Eve. Yeah, no doubt. Glad that we're together on this yes. post-holiday day. This morning we do have the latest on the awful death toll from that massive holiday weekend storm that keeps climbing with more than 40 people now dead. Hardest hit was Buffalo, New York, walloped by more than three feet of snow. Emergency personnel just now starting to reach some of the areas that got the brunt of it. And all across the country, millions of Americans experienced the coldest Christmas in decades. Cold weather that will continue into this week. People trying to get home today will have to deal with headaches at the airports and on the roads since the severe weather outbreak began last week. Airlines have canceled over 15,000 flights. We're going to have it all covered for you, including your forecast. But we want to start with Jesse Kirsch on this rising death toll from the weekend storm. Jesse, just an awful scene in the Buffalo area. 
Yeah, Peter and Kristen, good morning. A tough morning, certainly for many, especially in western New York. I could tell you about the brutal cold, but it's easier to just show you some of the impact. This is New York City's Bryant Park, and look at the fountain here. You can see it is frozen over. There is water still spurting out of it, but at this point, you can see icicles dangling off of the side of this fountain. This weather has been a nuisance. It has been causing headaches, and unfortunately, it has also proven to be deadly. The cold Christmas storm bringing heavy snow, strong winds, and brutal temperatures. New England's deep freeze seen its coldest Christmas Eve high temps since 1975. New Jersey had its coldest day Friday in nearly four years. Central Park's high, just 15 degrees. And this morning, Buffalo still reeling from a historic blizzard. It is devastating. It is going to a war zone. Overnight, western New York's death toll climbing. Nationwide, now nearly 50 deaths blamed on the past week's winter weather. Some were found in cars and some were found actually on the street in snowbanks. New York's governor deploying 400 members of the National Guard, saying state police have been involved with over 500 rescues, even helping deliver a baby. First responders also needing help. When we're supposed to be uh, celebrating all uh, the joys of the holiday season, uh, there are people that will be uh, making arrangements for funerals for family members. But Christmas in Buffalo did come with some unexpected holiday hope. Alex and Andrea Campagna say on Friday, a bus full of Korean tourists heading for Niagara Falls got stuck outside their Buffalo area home. So I said, come on in, everybody, because you're going to be here for a while. Without hesitating, the couple welcomed 10 strangers in for two nights, sharing homemade Korean food and the Bills game with new friends. You two might have saved those people's lives. What do you think of that? I feel very grateful that we were able to help them because it could have been a very terrible outcome. And I feel like we made uh, 10 extra family members. <laughs> Yo. Meanwhile, the Bills themselves posting about trouble digging out when they got back from Chicago. <laughs> now, millions waking up to another frigid day as the Northwest braces for more heavy rain, ice, and mountain snow. And officials still want people off the roads in Buffalo so that first responders can get to the people stranded and needing help. And how about that amazing couple? They tell me that the real heroes, Peter, are those first responders working round the clock to make those rescues. But certainly they were doing their part, bringing 10 strangers in for two nights, feeding them, keeping them warm and keeping them safe in that brutal storm, Peter. Yeah, that family demonstrating a little bit of their own buffalo warmth. Jesse Kirsch, we appreciate it, Jesse. Thanks. Yeah, we salute all of our first responders this week. Now to the travel chaos that has been unfolding as the massive storm collided with a busy holiday weekend. Thousands of flights had to be canceled over the last few days. And today, many travelers will be dealing with the ripple effects. NBC Shaquille Brewster is at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport this morning with the very latest already some big headaches for travelers, Shaq. Good morning to you. Good morning. Yes, unfortunately, those travel troubles are continuing into today. Already this morning, more than 1,400 cancellations, nearly 800 delays at airports across the country. Here at Chicago's O'Hare Airport, uh, yesterday there were one in three flights were delayed as airports and airlines are trying to play catch up as we close in on what is expected to be the worst travel day of the year. Christmas may be over, but this morning, the travel chaos is still here. Christmas nightmare. 
Passengers stuck in limbo as that brutal winter storm puts travel plans on ice. We have just been stuck for, what, a good 18 hours now? On Christmas Day alone, thousands of flights were canceled. That's on top of the nearly 3,500 scrapped Christmas Eve. All sending frustration sky high across the country. I don't know what to do. The only flights are way too expensive and we're stuck. And people keep trying to help us. From Alaska Airlines canceling all mainline flights out of Portland on Saturday to a complete shutdown at Buffalo International, now extended to tomorrow. The airports with the most delays on Christmas Day, Denver and Chicago O'Hare, both pushing back departure times on more than 500 flights combined. And in Atlanta alone, an Arctic blast causing nearly 300 cancellations into and out of Hartfield-Jackson International. The travel headaches all leaving delayed passengers without much holiday cheer. I'm very sad because by the time I reach home, it's going to be nighttime and Christmas dinner is going to be over. Some forced to abandon their travel plans altogether. I'm grateful we're fine and everything, but I don't get to go see my grandparents. But for those who did make it to their holiday destinations, the focus is now on the return home as Americans embark on one of the busiest travel weeks of the year, even for drivers. AAA expects heavy traffic on December 27th and 28th and on January 2nd, as millions who hit the roads and skies for Christmas look to get back home before the new year. And guys, we're being told it'll likely take days to recover from this travel nightmare as airlines and airports have to worry about the cancellations and the chain reactions that that caused and also try to keep those scheduled flights on time. Look, we've heard it before, but the biggest tip is if you're flying by air over the next couple of days, show up early and be ready to wait. Back to you. Can't say that advice enough. Shaq, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Our Dylan Dreyer is tracking the storm and the cold, and she is here with more on where it's headed and what to expect. Really no rest for the weary for so many folks. Not for this morning, at least. But as we go through this week, we will certainly tap into some warmer temperatures and get to thaw out a bit. Want to point out uh, the lake effect snow that we've seen so far in Watertown, 34 inches of snow. And we're still expecting another four to eight inches of snow to fall in Buffalo, 43 inches of snow. But it's winding down at this point as that lake effect snow machine does begin to turn off. Now, we do still have the cold air extending all the way down to the Gulf Coast, stretching down into Florida, too, with freeze watches and freeze warnings still in effect. This morning, we're beginning the day with temperatures in the teens, 11 degrees in Cleveland, 22 in Charleston. And as we go into tomorrow, we're still going to see some colder air. Chicago begins the day at 8 degrees, Minneapolis, St. Paul, around 1 below, St. Louis, 14 degrees. But watch what happens over the next couple of mornings. These are low temperatures. Chicago, Starts off Friday morning with a temperature of 41 degrees. Cincinnati's in the 40s. Buffalo's at 41 degrees. So we will see those morning lows much warmer and also the afternoon high temperatures getting up into the 50s. So where there is snow on the ground, we should at least start to see some melting as things thaw out. Peter. All right, Dylan, thanks so much. Now we want to turn to our other top story this morning. The eyes of the world on North Korea escalating tensions in the region after Kim Jong-un sent drones over South Korea. The first time they've done so since 2017. But just the latest in a string of recent provocations. NBC's Ali Aruzi has the very latest on the threat. Ali, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Kristen. That's right. Another brazen act of provocation by the North Koreans. This morning, they launched five drones into South Korea, uh, making it a very tense situation for the South Koreans. Uh, they ground uh, flights at uh, two airports this morning, and they were forced to scramble fighter jets and attack helicopters to try and bring down those drone drones that were launched into their territory. Uh, one of the five drones flew very close to the capital, to the north parts of Seoul. The other four were detected on the East Coast. Uh, they sh the South Koreans fired something like a hundred shots at the drones, but they weren't able to bring them down. They lost uh, track of them. The South Koreans even crashed one of their own aircrafts in an attempt to bring down those drones. Their pilots are said to be safe after that crash. And this morning, the South Koreans also launched their own reconnaissance missions of drones into North Korea, saying that that it was a corresponding mission, which seems to suggest that the North Korean drones were also on a surveillance mission uh, in the South. Kristen, this is the first time they've launched drones into South Korea since 2017. And the South Koreans say that this was a very provocative act in their airspace. Just incredibly disconcerting. And Ali, just to put this into a broader context, this comes as tensions have already been rising in the region. What can you tell us about that? Uh, that's right. Uh, the North Koreans have launched uh, over 90 missile uh, attacks into or tests into uh, the South Korean area. That's more than they've done in any other year so far. That's in defiance of uh, UN resolutions banning ballistic missile tests and other nuclear devices. But the North just keeps ramping it up this year. They have uh, military parades. And these are all signals and warnings, not only to Seoul, Kristen, but also to Washington. So we can expect more of this going into 2023. Yeah, Washington and the world watching this very closely. Ali Arusi, thank you so much. At least 17,000 people in Washington state finally have their power back after four power substations there were burglarized and damaged on Christmas Day. Police say all the substations were attacked within a span of several hours on Christmas morning. Nothing appeared to have been stolen, but in one case, a substation was set on fire. Police have no suspects. Just about three weeks ago in North Carolina, gunfire was used to disable two substations, causing a blackout that lasted for three days. And now to Ukraine, where the war did not pause for the holiday with a deadly Russian attack hitting a key city on Christmas Eve. But amidst the hardships, many Ukrainians found ways to celebrate with loved ones, even if they had to do it by candlelight. Remarkable scenes unfolding there. NBC's Matt Bradley is in Kyiv for us this morning. Matt, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. And that's right. The fighting here did not take a break for Christmas. Ukraine's military said that Russia launched attacks across its eastern and southern fronts yesterday. And Russia's military said this morning that three of its soldiers were killed in a Ukrainian drone attack on a base inside Russia. In a state-run TV interview released Sunday afternoon, Russian President Vladimir Putin saying Russia is ready for talks to end the war in Ukraine. It's not the first time Putin has offered to negotiate, and Ukrainian officials have already dismissed the offer as not serious. Putin's offer comes as Russia's attacks on Ukraine continued on Christmas Day, after airstrikes hit the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson on Christmas Eve, killing 10 people 
and wounding 55 more. Ukraine's president urging his countrymen to keep the faith. We will celebrate our holidays as always. We'll smile and be happy, he said in a Christmas Eve message. Lesya Zadilska and her family are doing just that. They're cooking over a gas camping stove. Are you celebrating Christmas in spite of Putin? I would say yes. We know they want to destroy all our holidays, so uh, some holidays for us, they could be targeted for them just like it is in her songs. But from the front lines to the home front, Christmas carries on. Russian bombs leveled the Kovtum family house in Makarev outside Kiev. So last Christmas at this time, you were making Christmas dinner here. Yes, we were decorating a Christmas tree here with handmade toys, she said. Now they live in a prefab, modular home next door, their Christmas tree smaller than they're used to. Oksana's seven-year-old grandson David let me decorate it with him. David's parents, Vitaly and Tatiana, told me David was distraught when his home was destroyed. It was tough for us to accept what happened, she told me, much less to explain it to David. The boys on the front are always front of mind. Vitaly's brother Mikhailo is deployed as a military cook. He's busy cooking Christmas dinner for his comrades. Are you guys in a good mood, Vitaly asks. They are, Mikhailo responds. Even though they're not at home, they're in a good mood. A bit of Christmas spirit, even as this war rages on. And guys, Christmas here was political. St. Michael's Cathedral behind me, for the first time ever, held a Christmas Mass yesterday, on December 25th, as opposed to waiting until January 7th. That's when it's normally celebrated in Russia. And that's because more Ukrainians want to celebrate Christmas the way they do it in Western Europe. Kristen? Another incredible sign of their resilience there. Matt Bradley, thank you for that. So let's check in again with Dylan for the rest of the forecast, where a lot of people are freezing. Dylan. Oh, yes, they certainly are freezing across most of the country. Uh, we also have some more light snow as a little clipper system is going to move through parts of the Midwest and Iowa into Illinois, Indiana, too. And it's just going to be light, kind of coats the ground, maybe up to an inch in some of the heavier pockets of snow. It's really in the Pacific Northwest, though, where rain and mountain snow will be an issue this year. Nevada mountain range will see quite a bit of snow out of this next storm system. Warming up, though, in the southwest temperatures should get up into the 70s today. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you very much. And coming up for the first time in seven decades, the royal family is celebrating these holidays without their matriarch. Our Megan Fitzgerald is in London with the old and new traditions that are bringing them together. Peter, good morning. Yeah, it was the first Christmas that the royal family and the United Kingdom celebrated without Her Majesty the Queen. But she was remembered, her legacy honored, especially during the King's speech on Christmas. We'll tell you all about it coming up. All right. Look forward to that, Megan. Plus, the rush is on to exchange those unwanted holiday gifts. And with retailers expecting a record number of returns this year, we're going to tell you how to maximize your refunds. But first, this is today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we are back now at 7 30 monday december 26th 2022 jacob soberoff is here on this morning after christmas as we soak in that beautiful sight our trees still shining bright getting ready for new year's eve i hope you had a great christmas hope you're ready for the next holiday are you kidding me let's go i'm a holiday i am the holiday man i would love uh, just holidays <laughs> nonstop, please <laughs> we got some left so don't worry we got you, got you covered over the course of today we sure do we do want to start though by getting a check of your 7 30 headlines migrant aid groups are assisting about 140 men women and children who were dropped off near the home of Vice President Kamala Harris's house on Christmas Eve. Advocates said the buses that carried the migrants came from locations in Texas along the U.S.-Mexican border. The drop-off appeared to be the latest effort by governors in Republican-led states to send migrants to cities with Democratic leadership such as Washington, New York, and Philadelphia. However, activists point out that this time it was done just before the holiday in sub-freezing temperatures. China's military staged a massive show of force this weekend aimed largely at Washington. Dozens of Chinese warplanes and ships crossed the unofficial boundary in the Taiwan Strait. China claims self-ruled Taiwan as its own and resents any foreign interference. Beijing said the weekend maneuvers were a response to Taiwan-related provisions in the U.S. defense spending bill that was passed over the weekend. So, guys, if you didn't find exactly what you wanted under the tree, there's always Mega Millions. The jackpot for Tuesday night's drawing will be at least 565 million bucks. Not a bad stocking stuffer. This is the sixth largest grand prize in Mega Millions 20-year history. The last big jackpot you will remember was claimed back in October when it was shared by two winning tickets sold in California and Florida. Good luck. That's a great gift any time of year, right? Tell me about it. (laughs) All right. Well, in Great Britain this morning, the royal family is gathered for the holidays at their country estate north of London. It is their first Christmas without their beloved matriarch, Queen Elizabeth II. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald has more on how things have changed with Charles as king, while some traditions remain the same. Megan, good morning to you. Kristen, good morning to you. Look, the rich Christmas tradition continued here in the United Kingdom, but the Queen's absence was absolutely felt. But she was honored and her legacy to the world remembered throughout this holiday weekend. It was a royal Christmas to remember and one filled with so many firsts as the royal family, now led by King Charles, attended the traditional church service in Sandrium. The Prince and Princess of Wales there with her three children, including the youngest, Prince Louis. This walk, his first, stopping to share a drawing of Paddington Bear with a little girl, and the first Christmas the family and the kingdom have celebrated without the queen. 
a tradition rich in history and one Princess Diana loved as she would stop to greet the public. But on Sunday, noticeably missing from the day, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, who were once there in happier times when they were a part of what many called the Fab Four. But recently, the couple released a controversial Netflix documentary. In the series, Prince Harry talks about his love for Sandrium and the wonderful memories he had. You know, Sandrium, I have such happy memories of Sandrium. Harry also due to release a memoir in the new year. There's no doubt that the relationship between the Sussexes and the rest of the royal family is going to be incredibly difficult after these episodes. I think that so much has been said. People want to take time to understand um, the implications of it all. Implications that could put even more strain on the two brothers and the relationship so many reveled in. But Sunday afternoon, all eyes were on King Charles and his first Christmas address to the nation. A speech recorded at St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, close to where his mother, the late Queen, was laid to rest. He offered inspiration that despite hardships, there will be better days ahead. We can find hope for the future. Let us therefore celebrate it together and cherish it always. Now, the king is expected to make his first international trip ahead of his coronation, where he will be officially crowned on May 6th alongside the queen consort. Guys, back to you. All right, Megan Fitzgerald, thank you so much for that. And guys, it really took my breath away to see the address by King Charles. It really hit you that there has been this change. In and the little regard. Louis getting his first go at the oh, Christmas holidays with his family. That was nice. It was cool, wasn't it? Couldn't look cuter. All right, well, coming up. After that exciting win last night, the Buccaneers are set to return to their home stadium in Tampa next weekend. That's where our Sam Brock recently got a behind-the-scenes tour of the team's famous pirate ship, where a cannon fires every time they score. But first, ready, set, return. How to make sure you get a full refund for those unwanted holiday gifts. And maybe a little advice on how to ask loved ones for that receipt. That's right after this. <laughs> travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. We are back now with today's holiday consumer. This morning after Christmas, if you're looking at a pile of stuff thinking Santa didn't bring you exactly what you wanted, well, you're not alone. And we're making that return may not be as easy as you think. This the year. giveaway is always the you like your aunt's eyes, right? When she's like, ah, that thing. My son just said, you know, why didn't you get me this? I said, sorry, I like buddy. That lunch, yeah. Some That's retailers are now charging for those returned items. NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicky Wynn has more on what's behind the new trend and how you 
can make the most out of those unwanted gifts. Vicky, good morning. Hi. Yeah, the great news here is most retailers still have pretty relaxed return policies, but not all of them. I have everything you need to know to make sure you get the maximum refund. First, the rush to get presents under the tree, and now the rush to return some of those gifts for cash or store credit. Analysts predict $135 billion worth of products will be returned this holiday season, up from the previous record of $120 billion last year. In response, 60% of retailers have changed their return policies this year, citing rising costs, with more charging return and restocking fees. Zara and H&M recently joined a growing list of retailers that charge a return fee ranging from $4 to $8. But as I showed you last year, there are ways to maximize the value of your return. So maybe you get that gift that you're not so keen on. Make sure you don't remove it from the original packaging. Even though stores are pretty generous with their return policies these days, they're a lot more likely to give you a cash refund rather than store credit if they can resell the item. Avoid accidentally throwing away the gift receipt with your wrapping paper. No receipt might mean no refund. If you do lose the receipt, your options are to re-gift the item or have that awkward conversation with the person who gave you the gift to see if they have a receipt. If not, you can bring it back to the store. Most will give you a store credit, but be prepared, some won't. For in-person returns, make sure that you bring your ID. Most stores will ask for it, even if you didn't buy the item. They're trying to cut down on people who abuse return policies. And guys, when you're inside the store, make sure you're nice to the employee. Oftentimes, they have discretion on whether or not to accept that return. Amazon accepts returns at Amazon Go, Whole Foods, and even Kohl's locations. Most other retailers, including Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and Apple, will also accept online returns in person at their stores. But to avoid an in-store return, print out the label at home and then make sure that you package up that item carefully and either schedule a pickup or take it directly to the shipper. Despite stricter policies, many retailers have extended holiday return windows. Apple allows holiday purchases to be returned through January 8th. Amazon's 30-day and Walmart's 90-day policies are being replaced by a January 31st holiday return window. Bed Bath Beyond, Home Depot, and Lowe's have 90-day return policies. Kohl's, 180 days. And Costco will let you return products at any time, except for electronics, which have a 90-day return window. If it's footwear or clothing, just make sure you don't wear that item out until you know that you want to keep it. Stores do have the right to refuse a refund if the items look used or they're heavily soiled. A good rule of thumb, if it's in a state that you wouldn't buy it in, your refund will probably be rejected. However, if the product is damaged or defective, the retailer will almost always give you a refund or at least let you exchange it. It's easier than ever to return your unwanted gifts, especially if you're prepared with these simple tips. Now, keep in mind, billions of pounds in returned items ends up in landfills because they can't be resold. So consider regifting or donating your unwanted items. And if you receive a gift card that you won't use, you can resell it online or donate it to a charity. Back to you. All right, Vicki. A lot of good advice there. I like the be nice to the sales clerk because yes. you know that person has your fate or your gift's fate in their hand. <laughs> Absolutely. And I also like the idea of donating whatever gifts you don't like. What a great sure. idea. Dylan Dreyer donated all of her gifts to me, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank you Dylan, so much. Yes. Donate a good <laughs> forecast for us coming up in the it, future. It actually what do you looks got? better. Um, not so much on the West Coast. Uh, sorry, Jacob. Um, I know you just <laughs> flew in from L.A., but that's where we're going to see our next big storm system. In fact, we're looking at winter weather advisories, of course, uh, through the mountains, but 
We are expecting rain from Seattle all the way down to San Francisco today. And then as we go into tomorrow, it's going to continue down through Southern California, too. Heavy, heavy rain is expected and lots of mountain snow, too. Here you see it tomorrow moving down into the L.A. area and also down into San Diego as well. As this moves eastward, we do have the chance of seeing some flooding rains with three to four inches of rain possible on the burn scar areas. That could lead to some concerns. And in the mountains, especially the Sierra Nevada mountain range, we could see up to two to three feet of snow out of this storm system. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Coming up next, the lights are starting to return to Notre Dame Cathedral. This is such a great story. More than three years after the devastating fire, we are getting a rare peek inside the reconstruction. It is incredible, and it's coming up right after this. We are back now at 7.49 a.m. on the East Coast with a rare look inside the reconstruction of a world-famous holy space. The Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris is being rebuilt after a devastating fire ripped through it more than three years ago. Our Raf Sanchez is there with a first-hand look at the progress that's being made, restoring the historic landmark. Raf, good morning to you. Guys, good morning. For most of the last three years, much of this sacred place was covered in a layer of ash and dust. But this Christmas, light and color and life are starting to return to Notre Dame. Day by day, stone by stone, the work of restoring the 800-year-old Notre Dame, Our Lady of Paris, goes on. Now we, have, we begin to see the fruit of our work. More than three years ago, a helpless world watched the famous cathedral consumed by flames. Craig was here for the aftermath. How much this cathedral means. Now NBC News granted rare access to witness the reconstruction in progress. Okay, suited, booted, ready to go. After years of delicate work to secure the church, now restoration of the interior is finally underway. There are 1,200 tons of scaffolding in here, 15 stories high, leading up to where the spire will eventually be rebuilt. But within what is now this vast construction site, flashes of quiet beauty are starting to return. In this row of painted chapels, saints and angels painstakingly return to their former brilliance by teams of craftspeople. It's incredible how vivid these colors are. And here, a completed wing offers a glimpse of the future, what the rest of the cathedral will look like when finished. All of Paris watched the moment Notre Dame's iconic spire fell. This is the roof where the spire once stood. Now, preparation underway to bring it back to life. This is the hole in the cathedral ceiling where the spire came crashing down. These wooden hangers will be used to support new stone arches. And from here, the spire will rise once again. At the head of the effort to restore Notre Dame, a former army general. We will win our war against the time. Telling NBC News he will meet the goal of reopening the cathedral for worship in 2024, five years after the fire. I am a soldier. My eyes, my brain is riveted on 2024. A cathedral sacred to the world, inching closer to rebirth. And there is still so much work left to do both inside and outside the cathedral. But authorities here tell us 2023 is going to be a very big year, partly because we will start to see the spire rising up into the Paris skyline once again. 
Guys, I'll send it back to you. Oh, man, and that is going to be so cool. Raf uh, Sanchez, thank you so much. Uh, unbelievable, right? Yeah, and it's so great to see how quickly they are actually making mm-hmm. progress there. Not just for the Parisian site. people, but for the world as well. And we'll all have to take a trip out there. All right, guys, still ahead. From Cher's diamond ring to Rebel Wilson's bundle of joy, we're going to take a look at how the folks out in Hollywood celebrated the holiday. Plus, as we wind down from Christmas and Hanukkah, it's time to look ahead to New Year's. We've got everything you need for a little inspiration to throw your own party, music, themes, a little quick champ champagne chilling hack. It's all courtesy of our friend Brunch with Babs. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.